Welcome to the Unfading Truth Bible Reading Plan. Today we're reading Isaiah chapter 46, verses 8 through 13. You can relax. God is omnipotently controlling all of history, just as He pleases. Well, Isaiah chapter 46, verses 8 through 13, we're going to be focusing on the end of verse 10. But we'll go ahead and read all five of these verses. The context here is that God is once again calling his sinful people back to him. God says, remember this. Keep it in mind. Take it to heart, you rebels. Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning. From ancient times, what is still to come, I say my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. From the east I summon a bird of prey, from a far-off land a man to fulfill my purpose. What I have said, that I will bring about. What I have planned, that I will do. Listen to me, you stubborn-hearted, you who are now far from my righteousness, I am bringing my righteousness near. It's not far away, and my salvation will not be delayed. I will grant salvation to Zion and my splendor to Israel. Well, as we continue to understand who and what God is working our way through the Belgic Confession, this first paragraph ought to be really familiar to us now. Uh, We've read it so many times, we'll read it one more time here today. That we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths that there is a single and simple spiritual being whom we call God. Today we're going to focus on the fact that our God is almighty. Whereas most of the book of Isaiah was written to call Israel to repentance and to warn them of the coming exile if they did not repent, this final section is written as an encouragement to the exiled people. God tells his people of their coming salvation even before their exile had begun. History records that one of the most powerful men to ever live, that's King Cyrus. King Cyrus would be the one to defeat the Babylonians and subsequently return Israel's remnant back home. But God reminds his people both way back then and now that he, God, is the one omnipotently controlling history. Cyrus is the bird of prey from the east that God summoned there in verse 11 to, quote, fulfill his purpose. God calls his people to two specific actions in today's passage. First, he calls the rebels to remember who he is, to know he is God and that there is none other like him and that he will do all that he pleases. Secondly, he demands the stubborn-hearted must listen to him. Of course, all of God's God's word is worth listening to. But the next few words that come in verse 13 are key to understanding the message of the gospel. God is not coming to bring salvation just to make life a little bit better for his people. Rather, he's bringing salvation to those far from his righteousness by bringing his righteousness near. 
And in the immediate context there in the book of Isaiah, God would use the mighty King Cyrus to bring salvation to Israel. But it's not hard to see how this passage illustrates that all of God's omnipotence is focused on one goal. It's all focused on restoring the righteousness of his rebellious, stubborn people. That's us. He does so through his son so that we can once again be in a right relationship with him. Let's dig a little bit deeper. This Latin-based word, omnipotence, well, it literally means all power. So it's not really wrong for you to understand that your omnipotent father, well, he can do all things. But yet that's not really technically correct when it comes down to it. Every kid has pondered the age-old question, can God make a rock so big that he can't lift it? Well, the paradoxical question is silly for sure. But it does help us understand God's omnipotence a little bit more correctly. You see, there are limits to what God can do. God constrains himself by himself. In other words, God cannot do that which violates his own attributes. He cannot show anger in a way that violates his love just as he cannot show mercy in a way that it infringes upon his justice. God explains exactly how you ought to understand his omnipotence there in verse 10, where he says, I will do all that I please. As you begin a new year, find peace by keeping these two commandments that God gives you in Isaiah chapter 46. First, remember who God is, and that he has an unblemished record in controlling history in the way that he pleases. And listen to him then as he builds you up in the righteousness won for you by Christ. As you pray today, use the triple A prayer pattern. Begin your prayer by acknowledging who God is. Today, let's open our prayer to our omnipotent Father, who will do all that he pleases. Then align your life with God's will by praying that in this new year you will remember who God is and that you will listen to his word. Then you can ask God for what you need. Remember, everything else that you hear today will fade away. But the word of the Lord is unfading truth.